I'm Jessica Peresta, host of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the High Tech Podcast. If you were here for our first three or four attempts to record tonight, you would think that we are high. Unfortunately, we are in our right state of mind. We're just having a fun time getting this episode going. Welcome! <laughs> High Tech Podcast. Wait, what? Did I miss the welcome? We're, no, I'm joking. Here. We made it! <laughs> we made, we, we, depending on how this gets edited, you're going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, you just started. Yeah, but guys, there was a lot that happened. Free yeah. this. If we had high tech bloopers, it would be great. I think I'm gonna save um, some from this episode. We should. Absolutely. We should have like a yeah. We should have a little high tech bloopers. High tech hijinks bloopers. Bingo. Will and Josh back Ooh. as usual. We are thrilled for this episode. We are kicking off, or we have kicked off. We're in the process we, of a we, series. We are <laughs> kicking off. I like how we both looked. Like, you said kick off, and you can tell literally immediately. You guys can't see because we don't do video, but if we did, you would have seen it. Will and I both looked at our, looked our monitors and our notes and our and our, and our database on episodes and be yeah. like, did we kick this off yet? <laughs> Is this the first episode of the series? We don't remember. We are kicking off a series today. Learning yeah. designers react. We're very yeah, excited. Yeah, exactly. This is at least the beta version of this series yeah. thing. I'll be honest. We we will probably do a more intentional version of this later on in season three. But this is kind of like an early, just fun, uh, you know, Will and Josh only have so much time to do the podcast. Uh, <laughs> series. What can we do that's like react. this, but isn't going to be as hard yeah. to do? If you're familiar with, I think it's Kids React on YouTube, you know, There's it's like the idea. All right, sure. Well, it's like, you know get this demographic of people to react to something from maybe an era they're not in or a culture they're not in, right? So it's like a reaction thing. What we have decided to do is do a little bit of a series here where we're going to get with some other learning designers and react to some crappy learning design that's our yeah. i think general thing of it there like might be trainings, some courses videos obviously well we, you know even in this episode we're gonna have a video um that we're gonna be talking about and looking at and will and i are still working on how we're gonna get that content right. to you right. so i'm not gonna commit us to anything right now yeah. um but i'm thinking vr <laughs> <laughs> I just my anxiety just went through the roof like what no no no, no. yeah we're gonna get, we're gonna bring in the VR wizard anyway so this is, obviously we decided we were like we got to pull in the group that everybody's been chattering for you know oh, we've yeah, right. seen the kids react we've seen the VFX artists we react we're like where are the learning designers what are they doing clearly we need them to react yeah we need this has been the outcry of the internet <laughs> just one dude in the far distance. Yeah, where's the learning design? <laughs> well, as we get into this beginning of our series and start things off in just a moment, do remember to find us on Twitter at High Tech Podcast. Make sure to email us at inbox at hightechpodcast.us or dot us. Us. Not or. Singular. And go to our website, hightechpod.us, to find all of our episode content. Josh, what can they be sending to us either at Twitter or via email? That resembles an animal or some other kind of creature. Or some other kind of creature? I'm trying to think what that other kind of creature would be. Um, I guess it's true. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done some stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, good times. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think about this ahead of time. And I know it's going to surprise the high-tech podcast audience <laughs> that I have not done that. Um, I don't know why. This is a thing we do now every time. I should be thinking about this before we do the podcast episodes. Um, I am thinking a lion eating Burger King. Ooh, delish. Just, I know, right? Just, just kind of obscure the Burger King logo so we don't have any copyright yeah. issues. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be sharing it. It doesn't seem to be eating could be a lion in Burger King. Let's get that that specific. You win bonus points with me 
if it's in the drive-thru. I don't know why. I just feel like that would be funny. <laughs> like a, a lion. Uh, I just That's all I can think about right now because I saw some preview for some movie with a lion attacking people. I think you and I saw this in theaters. It's like a thing. <laughs> with, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Prey. Alba. I think it's like. Yeah. No, Prey is a different one. Predator? Pre- no, I don't know. Yes. Idris Alba. Yeah. yeah. There's a lion. Anyway, it's, yep. it, I'm going to be honest. It looks ridiculous. But I want a lion <laughs> near, near Burger King. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Once you send that off today. to us, then come on back to the episode and tune in as we get ready to talk with Lene Sanut. Uh, Lene is a longtime friend of mine, colleague through Pedagomy. Pedagomy is a professional group for learning experience designers, instructional designers, uh, really awesome space. You can find us at pedago.me. That's the website if you're interested in more information and what we do and why we do it. Uh, but Lene sits down with us to react to a very fun training video from like, I don't think we ever determined, but it's like the eighties or the nineties. Uh, so we yeah. kind of tear it apart a little bit. We have a little fun with it and I hope that you'll enjoy this route. So once you've got anything else, let's, let's turn it over and, and talk with Lene. Well, we are here for what is likely the first episode of the learning designers react series. Very excited to I like how you said to, likely it's like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like likely the first episode or depending how <laughs> I the event, last <laughs> this may never actually be a series <laughs> no, I'm just right. this could be the one episode that we do yeah. this we'll see um very excited to have a guest with us so josh and i are learning designers and we're around that and peripheral to that that world at all times but we're annoying we just we're just two voices so we wanted to bring in <laughs> other voices, other thoughts to add to this. And I'm very excited today to have with us, and I should have asked beforehand, but my friend Lene from Pedagomy, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Sanute. Sanute. I love that. Sanute. Ooh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's pronounced incorrectly all the time. You won't be the first or the last. So I thought that's what it was, but you know what? It's better to ask than to be a fool in my I've gotten Snooty, Sanute, Sante, all sorts. Snooty I feel like your pain. People mispronounce Josh all the time. You know, like it's, <laughs> it was like Josh. Jo- yeah, I got nothing else. I was going to, yeah, I was going to see that was good. Wait. I was going to run with this. Then I had no other options. Josh actually showed up. You're here for this week. Gosh. Yeah, I'm here. Man, what a rough I'm, time. Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lene and I have known each other through a professional group called Pedagomy. We love it. It's an awesome space to be in as instructional designers, learning designers, all sorts of folks in that space. But uh, if I understand, you actually go back with Pedagomy, right? Do you go all the way back to the beginning or just an early, early participant? I think more so early because I joined uh, CU Denver back in, Let's see, 2018, I think, but I had been at the medical campus before that, and Lainey was one of the originals, the OGs of Pedagogy. Okay. So the I've other been there, so. name. Yeah, though you know we are best friends, so we get mixed up all the time. <laughs> well, I didn't know. See, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for us to know as outsiders, if you will. Pedagogy yeah. started out of a group that's in Colorado, Denver, Colorado, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so everybody who's joined since then is all over the place. But there's those core folks that you all actually know each other in person, right? All of you. Uh, not all of us. Like I know, mm-hmm. I I know Susanna and I know Lainey in person, and then people who worked at obviously CU Denver. There's a pretty big uh, group. group there. Um, but LaDonna lives in LA, I think. Sorry, oh. I'm not trying to dox you, LaDonna, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't met her in person, but, cool. but yeah, it is definitely a Denver thing. I'm not originally from Denver though. And I didn't, okay. I didn't do my master's in the Denver program, which is where it sprung up from. Oh, so you're one of those few folks who hasn't, but you have a master's. Is that from another online school face-to-face? What'd you do there? I have two masters. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you a glutton or what? I what must be. Um, so my most recent one is in education focusing on instructional technologies, and that is from San Francisco State University, awesome. uh, which was hybrid. Um, so and then my previous was a master's of, of library and information sciences, and that started out that's from San Jose, so two public California institutions. That started out hybrid and then moved to um, fully remote, like my second semester into the program. Wow. Uh, but it worked out fine for me. I wasn't, I, you know, it worked out perfectly fine. 
Well, that's one of those things that I really love to even get a little picture of folks who are in our field, right? Like, have you ever done an online course? When we design them, if we design mm-hmm. learning experiences online, yeah. we've, we're looking for the ideal, but sometimes we've maybe experienced something that is less than ideal or, or moderate. Maybe. I think it's a guarantee that yeah. you have. <laughs> there's, a, there's always something that's less than ideal. I will say, just a side note, I love that you can tell when somebody works near a learning designer is in that field because we always say, the degrees we got and then we say what type of program it was like hybrid right, or right. online we're like the <laughs> only crazy human beings who tell people that right away i feel like because it's like i wish people would tell me uh, well and we care well, right yeah and i've worked at places where sometimes the selling point for like an institution is that if your student's fully online the degree you get doesn't say oh university of blank online it just says university of blank yeah. because of various attitudes towards online education stigma so. and stereotype what that doesn't exist anyway oh that yes my everybody my loves mom. it everybody my loves online <laughs> <laughs> my my brother is uh over a decade younger than me and my mom was like i don't want him to take any online classes and i'm like mom do you, do you know what i do for a living <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she like, was like no, this isn't about your work and i'm like yeah but it is <laughs> But I, but I care, you know, that's how this whole thing came together of this podcast for Josh and I, we care. We spend too much time thinking about this stuff. We live, we breathe it. I did my master's online. He's done hybrid and online. Like it's it's all over the place. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. I think to just have that mind of like, okay, we've received, we not only have maybe been a part of sometimes, unfortunately creating or delivering less than ideal learning, but we've received it. I think, I think you got to go through the trenches, you know? So you've got that right. some empathy in that way. And I feel like a kind of cornerstone of this work is that you're dealing with that influencing without direct authority and mm. with people who have way more say over what that learning experience looks like than you. So you're just really trying to, to make your mark, but sometimes it doesn't look like how you wish it looked. So right. you, you have to kind of, be accepting of defeat sometimes some level of defeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we unfortunately are not the ones that usually get the last say and so no almost never it's no, just the sure. weight game okay well this episode's goal is for us to, to react to some of those less than ideal training deliveries or, or learning deliveries uh the whole series is going to try and take these apart um technical stuff is always fun to work with a podcast when you want to look at like a video or a website so josh and i are trying to get creative we're going to probably hear some clips of things as we go through this process but this is still audio so we will do our best to create audio descriptions of the things that we discuss this episode is going to focus on a video that actually Lene shared to the group of us in pedagogy right you started this i, I started it, it. a wendy's I, training you know, video i i get a uh discord message because that's the only way will can get a hold of me because i'm the worst at being in pedagogy um that goes just this thread that's all it says and it's a link to the thread that you started and no context <laughs> and i was like oh maybe it's gonna be like something super cool design wise that i've never seen i and mean like, it was <laughs> it was so cool <laughs> yeah. i was like wendy's trading video <laughs> and then you hit play and then I you did. knew yeah, I did. I luckily have my headphones on too, but you could sort of hear through my headphones what happens in this video. So I did get a look or two in my open office of what was going on. Oh, <laughs> in this fine. video, in the actually, and it's it, you know you shared one, you shared a couple, but uh, these things are from. I don't know if we found a date. They're they're just old. They are retro old. Like- general 90s is what i was getting but, yeah um, i'm gonna say when you say old depending on who your audience is they'll be like oh, oh my gosh these are not, not contemporary is that a I better mean, way to put it they still came out after i was born so that's that's well <laughs> <rip>. oops <laughs> well hey technically they came out after i was born too if it's the 90s yeah. So we're old. Yeah. We are we are getting there. I think all of us are on the way every day to old, unfortunately. Uh, well, I mean, I do want to live, so. <laughs> Man, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the getting yeah. old process if it yeah. results in some longevity of life. 
Um, to set the stage of this video, so this is this is a video in a series of training videos that Wendy's puts out. Looks like probably the 90s. I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna peg that as a 90s video time frame, and it's uh, musical education videos on how to do the job of being a Wendy's cashier, Wendy's uh, food prep. So the, the one that we've reviewed today and you'll hear some clips of in this episode is on cold drinks. And uh, it, it features one uh, white woman singing instructions on how to do various tasks in um, in Wendy's from the cold drink line. So there's a separate episode for hot drinks and there's a separate episode for grill skills. I can see here the whole grill skills one sounds pretty interesting. But uh, what what was your first thought, Lene, when you saw this? I mean, you put it up for like a weekly conversation point. But did you even think of this from a learning experience where you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. I mean, there was the this is the fantastic. And then part of me that was thinking. Wow, the way that we order drinks has really changed. <laughs> like <laughs> the our ability to customize and our expectations, right? Like. If I go somewhere, I can say light ice, no ice. Oh, yeah. This is just the assumption that we will make your drink and you will take it, <laughs> um, which I don't know if it's really seen that way anymore. Here, take this drink. It is yours. <laughs> and now I understand why people were so angry about how much ice was in their cups, like right. halfway or full. Like, no, I'm not going to order tea. You're crazy. Tea is right. like even cheaper than soda. All right, that's not learning design, though. Um, you you saw it as a consumer. Your mind went right to like the actual experience. Or if I worked at Wendy's, I'd be like, I'm not going to your competitors because you guys probably are not going to give me enough drink. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know your secrets. Like, do I flash my little lapel pin? I work at Wendy's. Hook then it up with get, the, the I, soft drinks. Can I get tea with not a full cup of ice? That would be great. Yes. <laughs> It's, and also it's, gratuitous O's or ooze. <laughs> gratuitous ooze. And there is kind of like a, a sensual bit at the end where she's like staring and I'm like, this was not necessary. She's got that like sing yeah. out and yeah. like the, the eyes into the camera, the mistiness. Yeah. Yeah. I like the deep voice that just randomly comes in during the ooze. I'm smile like, at the customer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that did not make me want to smile at the customer. <laughs> This is getting sketch. <laughs> Where is this Wendy's video going? Yeah, and I, kind I, of the soft focus fishbowl type um, uh, framing. I, I forget what show I, it was on the gym one day. On at the gym one day, some like you know, um, fidelity TV show, like like the wives finding cheating husbands TV, TV show or something like that. And there was like a nineties show, and Sorry, that you know, vignette approach. Too long when you said fidelity, and I was like, oh, like. The the level of which it looks. <laughs> no, Sorry. different kind of fidelity. And I was Maybe. thinking like investments. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all right. went somewhere different. Like, High never shows just for that. That's crazy. Um, but like the vignette approach was like the star thing for the '90s. They just did this like you know this close in misty approach where all your corners were faded out and stuff. I'm like, why, why, I guess it must've been just the technique. Like it was an easy technique when in a pre digital like TV world, but Oh my gosh, looking at this thing, it's just, and I've honestly actually paused it at the creepiest moment where there's just a hand kind of shadowing over one eye looking at me. And I, I'm, I'm really kind of, I think I might hit play just so that moves on. I don't have to look at this person's eye staring at me. At a at a learning level, at an easy forward level, I think some of the things that it, it does well, at least at a principle, is like it's sequential. You know, there's there's definitely like mm -hmm. here's how to do the soft drinks, here's how to do the water drinks, here's how to do you know lemonade. Like it, they they break it down. If you listen from start to finish, you might learn the procedure. If you weren't laughing the entire time, like I don't I don't know that they've really hit the audience approach with with the actual design. Have you ever have you ever done something like this, Josh? Like a like a walk. I mean, we've all done this, right? Like a yeah. walk through video. Start start at the beginning, listen through to the end. You should know this procedure, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like that and happens yet. so much in our in our environment. At least it's some at least in my experience, right? There's if you're gonna walk somebody through steps, a lot of times there's somebody wants to do video of some sort, 
that you're walking them through sequentially how they want to do. So I feel like, to your point, they do do it sequentially, which would be weird if they didn't. Like, let's be real. What? what how would they well, not it do it sequentially? Like, like, here, drink. The drink. <laughs> it could have gone soft drinks, burgers, back to water or something. You know, like they stayed in drinks. They finished soft drinks. Then they went to lemonade. Then they went to water. There's a, there's a sequel. They left out context, though. I think that's my biggest thing. Was okay. Like, okay, I know how to fill up the ice, but I don't know why we use the scoop versus another cup. Like. It's true. I mean, I'm assuming it's so that people's hands don't go on the ice. Like, please don't put your hands on my ice because that's disgusting. Um, See, I, I don't know why. Because the why. cup lose integrity. So there you go. They didn't give uh. context. So I was like, will the cup fall apart if you put it in the ice? <laughs> I mean, those cups were waxed, right? Like in the old oh, yeah. days, they were waxed. It's um, it's about 27 seconds into the episode, into the into the into the song, and literally. It just shows them putting the cup in the ice and then pauses it and puts like a little X on it. Like, don't do this. That's the only thing they do. There's mm-hmm. no context of whether it's because of your hand, because of the cup, because what? There isn't any context. And you don't know, like, why? Why does the ice have to be halfway? Is that like a profit thing? Or is it a, <laughs> we've done research and this is the ideal temperature that the soda should be served to the client? <laughs> Now, like you just, now I'm just imagining so this, this song, right? It's a minute and 40, 54 seconds long. Imagine if we had these context points as like choruses or something, you know, like the whole song's go and then it just like kicks off for a breakdown. The ideal temperature for ice is blah, blah, blah. And to have too much ice will make your cold, your drink too cold. You know, just like this little, like, keep your salmonella cup. and money fingers out of the ice. Like <laughs> I'm not a singer. So salmonella <laughs> and money fingers. <laughs> Yeah. So let yeah, me I, l- let me pose a question, okay? Other than uh, just because uh, I could tear apart this video forever. Um, the, uh, so let me pose a question. You have a client who comes to you and says, I want to train people on how to do this, okay? Do the cup. How, I'm curious from your perspective, doing what you've done, how would you change either the way this is delivered, the video, or like in general? Like what would be the things you'd be like, this is what we should do this is what they people. wanted to create. How would yeah, you pivot they, them? <laughs> how would you pivot this to a better learning experience? Well, I mean, but, I mean, I would start off with questions. Sorry, I totally just stuttered there, but I, know, I would want to know, like, why are you trying to change it? Like, what, you know, what's going on? What is it that we're trying to achieve? Is that, like, we're running out of ice too often? <laughs> or, like, we have too much ice or like we're having to change the soda canisters um, or someone got really mad on Twitter or Yelp about the quality of our soda. Like, yes. like <laughs> we, why do we have to change this training? Um, because people love to say, just make this training and it will fix it. And it's like, well, training is not going to fix anything if it's something to do with like motivation versus compliance. Right. Oh Yes. Or like they don't have resources or you have one person who's working the entire front of the house for the store. Like they, they might already know how to do the soda, right? But they're not because of, you know, what else is going on. You're pretty much telling people as they come in, yeah, serve your own drink. I can't get that. If you want your burger, you got to get your own drink moment. Like if they're if that's the issue at hand. And that's that's a, I love that point of getting into context and asking those questions of of your SME or your leadership. I would imagine, especially if you're doing this kind of thing at a video level, I would teach people this face to face like here, grab this, you know, but they're probably trying to hit scale and reproducibility. They will probably Mm -hmm. want to reach all their their people without having to take as much live time from their, you know, floor work. You know, if they're on the floor and they don't video production is expensive. Yeah, I mean, this this is great, like would be on TikTok. I could see them making a quick TikTok like whoever is their social media coordinator, if they wanted to, <laughs> if that was going to speak to their current employees. Um, but I definitely wouldn't recommend a video because video production is expensive. And when you're at that corporate level, like the value of production is so high, right? Like I work for a big tech company right now. I've seen what it takes to get a two minute video shot oh. and it's incredibly expensive. And then when a mistake happens because we're human and mistakes happen, you just can't fix it easily because there's not time to like reshoot in the studio. Um, so I, yeah, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go for video yeah. <laughs> for this in person or a job aid or even like 
something that they can look at above the drink station. Right. Yeah. Just in time like, resource. Yeah. Right. Like they, was, they probably had training. That was my first reaction is they're like, okay, where are they going to do this at? They're going to do this at the, you know, scary nineties version of Wendy's that we're seeing in the video. Um, and, uh, but like, what, what was their plan for this? Like, we're going to watch the video and then the people are going to remember those steps. This is a, even though they section it out to like just cold drinks versus hot drinks, which by the way, has never occurred to me that there had to be separate training for those two different versions of drinks. But I guess now it makes sense. Um, the fact is there's like a lot of steps that she sings here, like on what to do. Um, I, I'm not going to remember this, like watching this video, I would go back and probably put the wrong level of ice. I don't even remember what they told me now. I only remember that tea gets full ice. Cause I was angry. That's the only reason I <laughs> you've had an emotional response. Yeah. I feel like though, when this was shot, there was probably super popular to have VHS's yeah. disseminated to all these franchise areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that was when they still, I, I still love reading the research, the research on like, is video based training? Like, do people retain the information? I'm like, well, if you're just going to sit them in front of a TV for like three hours, I'm pretty sure they're not going to. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, so, that's what this, that's what this brings up for me, right? Like if this is a VHS, they're putting their floor staff in a room with a TV screen and a VHS and saying, watch this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we know in that time frame, it's not like they had a, like a little laptop out on the counter with them. Like, Here, watch this and, and try it while as you go. It's not like it's not just in time at all. It's remove them from the authentic environment, teach them something, quote unquote, and then send them back into the authentic environment and hope that the knowledge transfers. Very formal, but yeah, very old fashioned. Although yeah. I like to believe that there was like a dark room in the back of Wendy's where they played this video and had a whole bunch of people with cups trying to follow the video to learn it. That's what I like to envision was happening <laughs> with, with like a little, like, little fake set or something. Yeah, like they, they all have their own little tables with soda machines and they're all trying to like quickly get the soda in and follow the instructions. Yeah, and I'm assuming that she's an actress because. Oh. Like the oh, yeah. other people that they cut in look like they actually work at a Wendy's and yeah. that they're just filming them there. But she definitely seems like was, we've hired voice talent. Yeah, right. That was the beginning well, of her singing career. Um, the, <laughs> is that Madonna? Um, the Wendy's video. <laughs> the, the, the point though of like your production cost and, and, and that I guess scalability there um, is that there's probably half a dozen people involved in this. There was a lyric writer. There's a, there's a music producer because there's beats and stuff and it's actually, you know, there's a melody, there's a harmony to it, but it's not even great. You know what I mean? Like they've spent all this money and the end product does not hold up. It is not like an evergreen resource. So if they dropped at that time, who knows, 20, 30, $40,000 to do this, it's just a waste. You know, it hasn't accomplished its learning Mm -hmm. experience. It's a learning goal. And I wouldn't even say it's, going to reach alert i don't know i'm sure it has one but it's not even good enough to last and be want to be something that i want to use today like to josh's point about you not learning something except that you know ice tea gets uh, full ice because he was angry at the moment i'd have to listen to this 50 times on repeat to have those lyrics stick in my head and then i would want to do vile things to myself like this is this is torture this is not useful well, I, I've just learned that in order to get Josh to learn, you have to make him angry. So there's one thing, yeah. you know, helpful moving forward for your own there's, professional development. There, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's, well, that's good because I'm always at a heightened state of frustration. <laughs> I think it's all the coffee. Yeah, it's probably it's too much. I feel like being in in kind of food service positions too a lot of times you're really busy. So I don't know that any of that was realistic either. Like no one's going to yeah. be slowly ladling ice into a cup. Yeah. And like, how do you know? Some people are not spatially aware, me included. Like when you say stop a quarter inch from the top, I would need more tips on how to make that actually work. I want like a little <laughs> line of tape on the thing, like at that yeah. height or something. Like I want to be able to put my cup to the line on the, you know, and know that that's where a quarter inch is. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 
Yeah. And it said not to dump it. And I'm like, so what do you do? Just let it run all over your hands if you overfill it? Like, <laughs> what? What's the yeah. option there? You get below the cup and you drink whatever comes out of the extra. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a bit of Wen- here's a bit of Wendy's for you. So. Yeah, no way. Um, but I think like so like interesting thing and just kind of like takeaway things that, like I think we can learn from this and the stuff that we talk about and probably harp at all the time is that like like for instance you as we're talking through this you immediately just broke down like a few issues that like you could talk through which is that they probably didn't ask a lot of questions before they did this it was probably popular to do this idea back then. Um, and so those, I feel like probably, I don't know, Wendy's, you know, Wendy's, if you want to hit us up at the high tech podcast and be like, you are Hashtag wrong, not a we did tons of user research before releasing this video. Uh, I'd be all for it. Um, but I'm guessing probably the medium drove more than the actual kind of what they wanted people to learn in this situation. Like it was kind of probably somebody was like, we want to do structural videos that we can kind of mass produce out to, uh, our different franchises um instead of thinking through okay what what does the person actually need to learn and what's going to be the most helpful thing for them in that process or even like you're talking about asking questions is this working or not what's wrong with this like what's the the issue that's triggering um us to to change this right a vice president definitely made this decision you know (laughs) one or two alone in a room somewhere is like we need to do this this is going to change wendy's I, uh, unfortunately just, I just, if you know, you shouldn't have a second screen up, but I've, I've found the Wendy's grill, grill skills video, and this gets interesting. Um, but then there's specifically a training video on chili can be served with cheese. That's the video. Chili can be served with cheese. If this is what you need to train your people on, and this is what you think is like the thing to, to change Wendy's culture. Like I just. There's just no audience awareness. There's no context to this. They've really just given us content to react to 20, 25 years later. Like that's the goal here for them, I think. Oh man. Um, okay. If if we if we take that that short list of Josh's, we've got some good things that can come out of this. I love that. I've enjoyed the laughs. I hope that uh, other folks can avoid similar issues with their training content and not get sucked into these kinds of videos. I know I know where I'm at, had a team that would literally uh, send, well, in, in a COVID time, they would like buy and they had this whole bunch of set of like camera and, and recording equipment and they'd send it to their SMEs in COVID. Here, receive this big package. Here's your script. Here's what you need to do. Here's the click through record this. It's like, that's how much, how much of a waste is that a to have all that equipment and own it, but B to be shipping it around C for it to get damaged every time. D, you know, there's so many layers to this is just not effective or reproducible long-term. We use tools. Josh and I are big fans of a product called IO rad that helps kind of make little tutorials and, and walkthroughs, but it's not ever going to be making something at this level where there's music and a whole bunch of production involved. It's just, as you click, it records what you're doing, and then you play it back for the end user, and the end user can click through with you. That's kind. Of, that's as close to just in time as you can get for software training and software walkthroughs, without having to build it all yourself and captivate or rise stuff like that. Um, so, sorry, Wendy's. I'm I'm pretty sure you got a, a zero out of five on learning effectiveness for this one, but we enjoyed the give, laughs. Hey, I'd give them a one. I remembered ice for tea. You know. Okay. One. I give them a one. I do remember it. Like, I mean, I have no desire to go into food service, but I could, I could make you a drink in the nineties. Get me that time travel machine. I would succeed. Amazing. All right. So this is our first reaction. I think this will, I think this will work pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as we pivot, there's no helpful or useful segue today. We like to highlight tech we like to highlight ed tech every episode and so we've asked Lene to prepare something she is so good at her work and has used so many different things been in so many different places that it's not even just one tool it is what's your what's your tool to du jour if you will uh project management software boom how many are out and- there there are so many and i feel like such a uh, a goofball bringing it up but I feel like every time I talk to instructional designers, learning designers, 
um, there's always this push about like, well, how do you demonstrate your effectiveness? How do you demonstrate your ROI? Mm, Um, And just also that, that tendency that we get overloaded with projects and work. And if you embrace and learn how to use any one of these, it could be Monday, Asana, Smartsheet, like whatever it is, Rick, Ricky, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, there's a Reich. project management software called Rick. I need to find <laughs> Rick. <laughs> His competitor is Steve. <laughs> He's my best friend. Um, but being able to like automate some of the things, like announcements as to where you're at, get to see, like, get that big picture look of where your projects are. Um, who's not hitting those targets and that mm. could be as much as your SME is not getting back to you. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I can't never without your input. Well, that never happens. Um, it never happens. Um, and also just like giving you an idea of how much time you're spending on things, because I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for, for you both, but except for maybe one of my positions, I've always reported to someone with no background in L and D or, or instructional design. Yeah. And so they'll have a really interesting, oh, which is fine, but they'll have a really interesting take on how, how much time they think tasks will take. Um, And you can get really bogged down in that administrative stuff versus the actual design. So being able to say like, Hey, this is taking up 60% of my week doing this. And you thought it would only take like 10%. And here's the proof. What, what do we do here? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it can be, it can be really helpful. Yeah, I mean, we we were just had a thread today in Pedago Me where somebody was asking about this, right? And and the conversation immediately went to like someone saying that they did ten to thirty courses a semester, and I'm like, how ten? I've been there. I've I've managed and dealt with around ten to fifteen a semester. If if, but I've never been like a full true designer. I've been much more like para designer, um, and that was that was manageable. But if you're talking 30 courses a semester, if you've just even got a contact point on them, if you're actually a part of the objective writing, if you're actually a part of the assessment creation, how like that'd be outstanding to be doing that many courses. Now, it's all about scope. Maybe you just did one thing on it. But if you did a a full design procedure with each, you wouldn't have time. You wouldn't be able to survive it. You get burnout. No one wants to get burnout. Or you need a fleet of people doing all of the courses, you know, which is, which is so never typical. the case. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> How many of us have been teams of one, two, and three before everyone raises their hand. So there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Now I'm curious, yeah. do you have like a, a fan favorite out of the software you've ended up using? Like ones that you're like, this is definitely the one that was at least in your situation. I know you've done several different things. You're like, man, this one really hit the spot for this problem I was dealing with. Mm, I think they all have like their pros and cons. Asana had really cool, like when you completed things, a unicorn would go across the I screen. I was going to say that. Wait, yes. What? A unicorn? Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be like, woohoo, you did it. Um, you know, anything that was more than just a, a basic spreadsheet that you had to kind of hack yourself into <laughs> using um, has been nice just because there's a lot more functionality. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I have to be really tech agnostic because, you know, if you change jobs, chances are you're changing the tech you're using within, within some realm or another. Right. Um, Do you, are so, you a, a pretty consistent or long-term contract, right? I know, you know, you've been in higher ed before, right? Or have you been moving around a bit? No. So I was in higher ed for, I started off as a librarian, uh, an instruction reference librarian, and that was in 20. 2011, 2010. I don't remember long enough ago. Um, but <laughs> I've been contracting for the last nine months. Okay. So, oh, okay. but I am, yeah. So I'm wrapping, I'm wrapping my current contract up. I might be starting a new one, but it's a smaller scale project. Um, but yeah, I, there are benefits and drawbacks to contracting and, and I, I would prefer having a, like a full-time position right. just because there's like a culture piece of it. Um, but it's still been fascinating. I've gotten to see how really large scale organizations work, at least through the department that I'm in. 
Yeah. So. Well, and and part of the reason I was asking that is like, if you, I know some folks who like really jump around and yeah, you, you experience that every time you just got to pivot to whatever, but in my own company, I know teams that have used Trello, Monday, mm-hmm. Asana, Jira, and probably others, you know what I mean? And it's just within my company because this team picks up this and that team does this. And you know what I mean? Like that just kind of organic approach happens um, even within a single company. Josh, I know, you know, at where he's working and we, when I worked there, similar, right? Like that team picks up something and then somebody else starts using it because they were on a project with yeah. you and they're like, oh, that's great. And then they start using it all of a sudden, you know, half the campus is using it. And yet the official, you know, IT supported one is still just like Microsoft 365 planner tool or whatever you know they don't want to support another one because we have planner quote unquote yeah no absolutely i mean our team uses like uh, now our team within it is more condensed into now we've we've made a home and like two tools that connect to each other and automate a bunch of things do a bunch of stuff but our uh, institution has a completely different project management software now um that they adopted from some german company that i don't i've never heard the name before maybe it's uh maybe it's rick you gotta find me it's the rick software. <laughs> um, but yeah right <laughs> that's amazing i think too though like whether you're in higher ed or i mean yours will sounds like a like a startup environment right having all of these tools coming in for different units um i feel like higher ed is a lot like that too and mostly that but you're learning on leaning on what funds do you have and like yeah. what's oh, yeah. free or freemium <laughs> freemium is key yeah. yeah or what is heavily discounted through various yeah where's or, that, or where's that, that free uh, education plan yeah where's that education mm-hmm. plan that's the that's the best that's yeah. the winner sometimes and, well yeah until or it's like <laughs> you get to that that 10th person in the unit and then it's like all right it's no longer free you have you know you were you were only free till nine it's like but I need 10 people. What am I going to do? I only need 10. I, I had that issue once as like, I was free for nine of us, but we had 10 on the team. They wouldn't like up it by one, you know, but, yeah. but nine was the cutoff, but 10, you're going to make me pay $10,000 a year. Like what that didn't, it's not even, yeah. I, I forget what tool it was, but I once saw a project management tool that had limits on the amount of comments in like a project like it was like the communication if you got to a certain number you can't collaborate they were like they point. like shut you off they were like nope no no no, no. stop talking you've done enough it's now yeah. time to pay us i mean free slack free slack is like that right i was thinking I of that too yeah. like yeah. oh we're at ten thousand messages bye-bye passed yeah. literally you know as, you, as you're hitting enter it. this one was like you're just you can't do any you have to go manually delete those oh. or quit like that oh. was <laughs> It just pretty much froze your account. Yeah, at least Slack automated it for me. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Well, Lene, thank you so much, uh, both to have the conversation on Wendy's and, and uh, reacting to some what I would say is pretty horrible training uh, to the idea of digging into some some project management. I know there's tons of tools out there and they're they're all pros and cons for so many different reasons, but uh, appreciate having you with us. Hope to have you back again. Uh, I hope, would love hope it. we didn't scare you away. No, not at all. Easy. I have two children under five. It's you, you'd have to do a lot to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I thought at first you were going to be like, I have two children under five. You two are exactly like that. So it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't no. be. <laughs> yeah, it depends. I mean, Josh and I did spend all day watching our Sunday cartoons, quote unquote. Yeah. It was Lord of the Rings, but How it's pretty dare much you Sunday cartoons. Lord of the Rings as Sunday cartoons, but that's fine. That's a, not a problem. <laughs> Thanks again. We're going to wrap the You'll episode have a talk here later. In, uh, in just a minute, but uh, we, we really appreciate you coming out. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Woo. That was a good time. That was, uh, I gotta, I gotta be honest. The I really video just gets me every time I watch feel it. like we need to have like a rhyme or a beat or something for the high tech. Like that, that whole video, the whole thing just makes me want to have. Like, yeah. I just wanted to start beatboxing or something. Feels like we need ridiculous. to step up our game. If you're the person who did the singing in that video, the Wendy's <laughs> contact uh, us now, please hit us up. I think that'd be great. I think <laughs> that would be, if we could write a high tech podcast jingle with that person, I would, I would Ugh. take that. That would be awesome.
A uh, big thank you to Lene, though, for joining yeah. us. I mean, it's just awesome to have a third person behind the uh, the mic with us and to talk this through. Uh, Lene, you know, has done a lot of work both in higher education and now doing more in corporate space. So we know, the three of us definitely know, the things that can go right and the things that can go wrong with this kind of stuff. I really appreciated, though, she pointed out, you know, just the cost of this. The, the idea of putting together a training series of media yeah. like this the, the cost to make the music the cost to write the lyrics the cost to record it the cost to have a singer the co- like it, you this is not an appropriate way to train people yeah i think of anything and hopefully this comes through through the series um it just reinforced for me the fact that we jump too quickly into designing whether it's training or courses into thinking through the medium in which it's happening before we think through the outcomes and the appropriate questions we should be asking. Like, cause you notice in Lene her response, like she immediately just kind of jumps into questions. Like, well, why do you want to do video? I love that. What, what do they need to do? Like where, where, where are they needing to learn this? And we, it didn't take us long to go. Yeah. Video was not the best option. Maybe we should have <laughs> done on job, uh, prep maybe job resources stuff that could be right. there something i didn't get to mention in the episode Lene talked about uh in the video they talked to them about how to put so much ice in the cup um, which i still <laughs> think is hilarious but and she was like i don't know what like two meters whatever it was i don't know that could be like ridiculous right. um whatever the ice was she was like i would need a line i had a thought during the episode i was like how much cheaper would have it been to instead of make this promo video they just make sure that on all their cups, there's a line that shows where the ice should be filled to this, filled to this level, like yeah. filled to this level like that. That seems a lot less crazy and like, more know. effective. Yeah, you're going to have a more, more consistent effective. experience if you're if your end user, the drink yeah. filler can see the line. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. Even have two lines. It could say fill the line, ice up to here for tea fill, fill the drink ice to here. Up to here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like and instructions could be somewhere near the cup. for soda. You know? like, come I to feel here. like. I feel like that's anyway, the, to the point being like, I think what we can learn from in our work in learning design, whether you're designing trainings that are similar to what Wendy's was doing, um, or you're like designing courses in higher ed, like we talk about all the time here is it's like, start with what the outcomes are supposed to be and just ask questions of like, okay, where, like I, I was thinking through this as we were doing the episode, like this is applicable to like, if I'm designing a course for counseling or I'm designing a course for tanks. Um, I, I need to, I need to look at what, what are the outcomes? And then also like, okay, what are the, where are the people going to be when they're doing this stuff? Right. Right. Like, um, what's the environment they're going to have to do this stuff in? What's the environment they're going to be learning in? What's going to be the best thing for them to actually learn the type of thing they need to learn and let that inform what we're doing instead of, Hey, you know, be cool. I think everybody in the nineties has been doing training videos. We should do some like pro training videos. You know, was like, oh, I know it'll really get them. What if we got this girl to sing a song and like we'll, with we'll that some, beating like, it? Yeah, you know. And I really want to know what conversation around the table led to the ooze. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to know where the ooze came. Like, was that just like somebody wrote a jingle about this and was like, "We need to kill some time." They were like, "The video has to be." Eight minutes long. Rem- <laughs> like, remind you of a very specific faith-based genre of music or anything? Yeah, I don't um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is anyway. one of those things where I, I just loved, you know, Josh and I can pick this thing apart. Josh and I have our insights. But, but I again, Lene led with those questions. I'm like, that is such a good practice a good demonstration of what we should do and what we do do um and how we would react to like hey here's here's a pitch okay here's a pitch there's a video there's a singer there's sick beats and we show them how to fill soda like no, no no instead of like okay you're an idiot please sit down like well how do i politely yeah, tell you you're an idiot by asking you a hundred questions that make you reconsider that that idea yeah you know? well that's why designers should be there i mean that's a lot of the questions that designers need to designers are trained in thinking through how do you design towards outcomes and design for learning like at the end of the day we deal with this in higher ed all the time too as a prof you are very much the expert of your content and some of you are the expert in how to learn that content but there are some general learning principles that can be better used uh, in our space so yeah i mean 
I, I definitely appreciate it. I think Lene really helped make it, make it realize how simple this really is. It's not that complicated to think through this. I will say this one other tag, uh, before we, before we close this one out, um, is that, uh, if you were trained by this Wendy's video and you listen to the high tech podcasts, please, please find us. That's all. That's all I have to say. I want to meet you and I want to know what the experience was like. This is, this is my requirement. Yeah. Uh, we will okay. uh, have, we will pay you to come on an episode of the podcast. Yes. Not much, probably $5, less, well, maybe more than Wendy's paid you in the nineties. Yeah. I don't know, Oops. but um, anyway, so check that out. Uh, with that though, super excited. Now uh, we get to continue the series next episode with Susanna Simmons. Simmons. See, <laughs> if we had prepped, I would have asked Will, but in our podcast notes, it just says Susanna S. Um, she's also from Pedagomy. Um, and you would be like, Josh, aren't you also a part of Pedagomy? Shouldn't you know her full name? You are correct. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she will be on the podcast uh, next week for our next episode of Learning Designers React. Super pumped about that. Uh, check it out. See what comes out of it. Will we look at a new Wendy's video? I don't know. Mainly because I really don't know. I'm not trying to, to find out. You out. We're still figuring that part out. <laughs> anyway, check us out next week. Again, just a reminder, uh, hit us up on Twitter at High Tech Podcast. Uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking. Drop us that picture. Um, just say hi. Be like, Will, looking great. If you want to do that, that's fine, too. You can do wow, that on Twitter. Thanks. That'd be great. Appreciate you know? it. Yeah, tossing you, tossing you on. You, you can absolutely be like, Josh, great beard. I would like that, too. I Whatever you'd like to do. about to say just that. Just drop it on Twitter. You know, we're, you know. Whatever you'd like. Uh, or you can be like, you guys look horrible. That's fine, too. I don't I don't care. Uh, hit us up there. Or email us at inbox at hightechpod.us. And then also check out our, nope, check out our website, uh, hightechpod.us, uh, for the episode pages uh, that we release every week. If you listen to us on uh, some kind of podcast app or something, there's a website, too, you can look at. Come look at it. It's great. Um, with that said, thank you again for joining us as another for <laughs> joining us another week as we continue to learn what it doesn't look like to harness technology. No, I'm just joking. Uh, to harness technology in the classroom, whether online or in person or at Wendy's. See ya. See ya.